Hey y'all, hello, 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 and we're back for another episode. I told y'all this month, you're getting four episodes, one every week, I think. Mine is the last week of December because everybody's chilling, but it's a great time for you to catch up on all the episodes. This is your first time. Welcome to the Queendom Chronicles podcast. My name is Esther. I am your host and thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Now today's episode is a bit different. I know that you guys love the Q&A so that's what I did. I recorded a Q&A. Honestly I don't have much to say because you'll just have to listen to it. Um, over the next couple days I'll probably be sharing some clips on social media because yes I was able to record um myself while i was well not myself shout out to the person who helped me um, but yeah i was able to record some clips so we'll be able to share that on social media i'm excited because there were some good questions and i know that it'll spark some amazing conversations so i'm gonna be quiet now and i'm gonna let you listen so without further ado let's get right into it So the first question is, what's your burden in witness going into season two? That is such an interesting question because as many of you know now, there has been a rebrand. A lot has changed since season one. And the reason why, um, I think the main reason was just because I got to a point just taking that leap of faith earlier this year and starting to record my podcast, Esther's Diary and everything. I just started to understand that what was going on or what was happening during season one was bigger than me so it was important that i for me to detach it from me um i know that um everything started obviously if you've been following me on social media esther's diary is something that um started a couple years ago and it was just basically me sharing um some of the things that god was teaching me during a certain season of my life but at some point i understood that it had to like be bigger than me so even with the name so i think my burden in this second season was just really to bring women from different walks of life and to share their experiences our experiences in order for us to understand that we don't have to all be alike and that it's okay to just have your own path walk your own life like it's not going to look like everyone else but still in that there's beauty you're still enough in everything that you do, even if it's not the popular thing or even if it's not what everybody else is doing. I think that was really my burden. So, which is why so far as, you know, you've been listening, if you haven't been listening, you get on it, girl. But I think that's, that's what it is. I think it was just like really just showcasing different women in different walks of life and what they have been doing and their own experiences, their own testimony and just highlighting the fact that like, hey, you know, she's doing this, she's doing this, I'm doing this, but it's all to the glory of God and we're all enough and we're all great. So at the end of the day, when somebody is listening to this podcast, what I want them to remember, what I want them to leave with is just this, not only lessons and nuggets from like what they're listening to, but also just understanding the uniqueness of like their story and their testimony um, and being able to just either relate or just ask themselves the right questions without necessarily comparing because that's what we're not going to do I think just the spirit here is just there's no comparing the spirit and the idea is to understand that like what you have and how you're walking in your life is just enough so that's how I would answer this question
okay so this question is how do you deal with a jealous friend that is a very interesting question so obviously i've had time to think about it and i'm gonna say it in the nicest ways possible okay but i always had an issue or i had i always had a hard time understanding people who explicitly claim that people are jealous of them because what makes you think that people are jealous of you? So for me to ask, for someone to ask me this question, I would think that it's because that friend did something that's explicitly jealous. Like, I don't know, like they blatantly said something or maybe, you know, like the little jokey jokes that are actually them throwing digs at you, like stuff like that. I think that would be, a. I, I think for you to claim someone is jealous, you need a really, really good reason to do so. Um, if not, if you know, we have a tendency to believe that people are jealous of us, I think it's a good time to check our heart because why? Why am I in my house thinking that everybody's jealous of me? Like, what have I done? What do I have? At least that's just me. Um, I have a hard time thinking um, that people are jealous and maybe it's just me being naive, but I think be before saying such a big word, um, you need to have proof and you need to make sure that this person is jealous of you because maybe, or I think that jealousy is a normal feeling, but it's all about how you handle it and how you respond to it. Um, you're not going to tell me that never in your life have you seen someone have something or live a certain life and you've never had even the little thought of like, oh, you know, like, I wish this was me or I wish I was at that stage in my life or she has it so good. Like those little, little feelings, like it's okay, but it's all about what you do with it. Um, I wish, you know, I know it's so easy and we all want to say, oh, yeah, no, if you're jealous, you're a witch, blah, blah, blah. It's not like, bro, I'm sure that all of us at some point have had those little thoughts, but it's all about how you respond to it. So going off on the fact that you have proof or you have or, or that person has explicitly expressed that they feel jealousy towards you, then I think depending on the level of maturity of that friendship, I think it's worth having a conversation. I know that life happens. I know that I've heard great conversations of friends who, for example, one of one of the friends got married and then the other one was just like not in that same place in her life. And then she just started distancing herself because she just felt like, oh, you know, like my friend is, you know, she's evolving. She's in this season of her life. And like, I don't feel good. A lot of times the reason why people are jealous is because they feel like they lack something. So if you have the maturity to be able to sit down with that friend who ideally she would come to you, but if not, then just create that space for her to be like, you know, like what's going on? I noticed that you're acting different or I picked up on some comments that you made. Like what, what was that? You know, we always had a great friendship. Like try to talk about it and see what the person is saying because a lot of times it's just rooted and hurt now if it's just a situation where the person is just purely mean and i don't know just being disgusting to you then at some point then you you have every right to just remove yourself from the situation you don't need to deal with a jealous friend and actually your friend shouldn't even be jealous of you but i'm just i understand that like sometimes you have those little feelings and it's just feelings i always say like feelings are not facts you might feel something but you shouldn't become your reality so how to deal with a jealous friend 
if your friend is mature, if it's someone that has been in your life, if it's or if it's just a friendship that you really care about, I think it's worth having a conversation. Don't come out here like, oh, you know, like I noticed you're jealous of me because I've been popping lately and you're whack and like you're just a hater. If you're evolving in life and everybody suddenly becomes a hater, I think it's a good place to check your heart. That's just, you know, kind of what I think. But um, yeah, just have a mature conversation. And if it's just someone that you don't feel like it's worth your energy, then I think you also distance yourself because you don't need that. Why would you be around people who are always like throwing digs at you or making you feel bad for the progress that you're making in your life? So you judge it, but I think I also do want to highlight that it's not normal for someone to feel like everyone's jealous of them because no. So next question is, how can women live a lifestyle of being at the feet of Jesus despite our differences? So from what I'm understanding from this question is the person is asking, so how can we still remain at the feet of Jesus while feeling like we're different, while feeling like we don't necessarily fit in? Or another way that I could answer this question is um, if I understand it as how can we um as women as a whole um remain at the feet of jesus although we're all different so like as a group like how can i exist as a christian woman in a group of women where we're all different um i think the answer is simple but not really um because i would say it all comes down to identity and that's something that you cultivate i think there's a bit of a misconception that like or not even a misconception but there's a bit of shame um around the conversation of identity sometimes um in the christian culture because it's like oh like you know you you know you're a child of god you should know who you are and if you don't then you know you got work to do and while i agree i also am very aware of the fact that we are evolving individuals so who i knew i was when i was 20 is not who i think or know i am right now and i'm sure that when i'm 30 35 i'll also be discovering a new version of myself so i think the safest way to live a lifestyle of being at the feet of jesus is just by being at the feet of jesus because if you just rely on knowledge if you just rely on the fact that oh everything you know about yourself at some point in your life a lot of what you know about yourself might crumble um you might do things that you never thought you would do and then you would question your whole existence and it might be harder for you to remain at the feet of jesus but i think that if you have that understanding that literally like he is divine and you need to abide in him because without him you can't exist i think that's the only way that we can all coexist and accept our differences if i am focused on being attached to Jesus or keeping my eyes on him I'm not trying to worry about oh why is this girl evolving in this area well I'm not evolving in this area because I would be too focused on getting to know myself or understanding my path and my journey with God so I think the best way that I can put it is just literally by being at the feet of Jesus um I know there's there's a verse in the Bible that says, I will lift up my eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. 
I'm giving you KJV, okay? And it says, my help comes from above. If my eyes are fixated on something, I don't have time to be looking left or right to, to anything. And then even when the occasions arise where I do have to coexist in a group full of people who might not be like me or might have those differences because I spent enough time getting comfortable or having an understanding of who I am, I'm not going to feel like I always use this example. Like if I'm in a room full of singers, I don't feel bad because I can't sing. Okay. If like I, <laughs> if I knew that like my, I don't know, my identity or the inside of me, I felt like, oh, you know, I was called to worship and blah, blah, blah. Then like I would be, you know, be more mindful of, you know, the singers that I have around me. I'll listen to their range. I'll be like, oh, this sounds good. I like the way she did this. I just like how it sounds. Because I don't like, I don't care because that's not, I have an understanding of like what's for me. Singing is not one of them. So it's just like. You have to be realistic with yourself and understand and focus on that thing. And also, if you focus, if you're always magnifying your flaws or what you don't have, you'll miss on what you do have. And like, you need to make the most of what is in your hands because we don't, we're not all, imagine if we were all like gifted the same way, we all had the same things, like it just wouldn't work, you know? So I think it's just remaining at the feet of Jesus, focusing on what he's saying, focusing on your walk, and then taking from that and to bring it into the world understand that like what i have is different but what i have is valuable in certain places so also find your spot also find your place also find your lane i know you can have different lanes but find those places that are gonna bring out the best of you but also places where you can contribute that's why like being a part of society is important at the end of the day because you contribute something and that makes you fulfilled. That's why you work. That's why you do all the things that you're doing because you are, at the end of the day, seeking fulfillment, um, the good kind, of course. So, yes, just remain at the feet of God. Remain at the feet of Jesus. Embrace your differences. Magnify what is good about you and find places to contribute those differences because it will not only build yourself up because I feel like when we do stuff um, that maybe are out of our comfort zone or when we do stuff that are not easy for us, we, we're letting ourselves know that we have the ability to do it and it will become easier. So understand that like whatever is in your hands, even if it's just the fact that you're a good baker and that your nephew's cousin, you're baking the cake, that's something. Um, and I, I think we all have our thing. And I know that there's the popular gifts that everybody wants to see. I know that. We live in a culture where um, there's a type, you know, you have to be a certain type to be the hype. But what's the point of being the hype if at the end of the day you are not happy, you're not fulfilled, but you also know deep in your heart, especially if you're doing something for God, that that's not where he has called you to be. Um, so I think it's just accepting that you're also just not called to 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 every place there's a reason why certain people at the forefront there's a reason why we also need some people at the back end if you being at the back is an issue for you i think that's a conversation you need to have with god but maybe in your case i don't know but maybe in some people's situations they will have to make peace with the fact that they are not called to be at the front now, if you're seeking the front, and if that's not where God needs you to be, you'll always be frustrated. So that is something to think about. So a very long answer, 
But keep your eyes on the Lord and everything else will flow because you won't have time to be comparing yourself to people. So that's my answer. So the next one we have is how do you manage to marry being reserved with boldness? The person who asked this question knows me in real life. I mean, I, no, I don't hide the fact that I am very quiet, very reserved, not shy. So I love the fact that she used reserved because I'm not a shy person. I just it's just my nature i have a very calm calm nature um so she's just asking how am i able to be that and also just to an extent have a little bit of boldness um i think that you can be like you can be calm and bold so i don't think that boldness is a personality trait i think it's something that you cultivate i think it's a spirit I think it's something that you grow into. So you can also just be an extrovert and be very out there, but not bold. So um, I think it's possible to be both. I think, though, um, because of my natural incline towards being calm and quiet and just, you know, I just want to be in my corner. Just don't disturb me like the introvert in me. Um, it is, a, it was, I would say, a bit harder to like, put myself out there um but I would say that I always had that boldness if I th think about um when I was younger or just even in high school or like whatever circumstances or situations that I would find myself in like I never was never really afraid to like speak up for myself I was never really afraid which is funny because people would think that um I struggle with that I don't I I pick and choose but um, I think I always had that boldness. It was never really developed in the way it is starting to now because I, I still have some growing to do in that area. Um, but I think um, I understood that from a very young age, just my temperament or my personality shouldn't define what I can and can't do. Um there's a lot of resources that we have um, as Christians or even just as people to educate ourselves. I'm pretty sure you all heard about like temperaments and, you know, personality tests and all of those good things. But the thing that I like about them is that, especially when it comes from Christian authors, is that they explain that, yes, maybe we have a natural in in inclination towards a certain personality type, a certain temperament, but as Christian, as children of God, sorry, that shouldn't be all that there is to us because with the spirit of God, we can go beyond that. Like if your temper is just, bro, you're always exploding, you're always getting mad with the spirit, that's your natural incline. But with the spirit of God, like you can actually break through that and become more gentle, become more patient, become more loving, all of that. And so that's how I see it. I think that there's a lot of things that I wouldn't do and I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't think, okay, well, there's me, there's the Esther, you know, me who, if it was up to me, I'll just be right now on my couch, probably drinking some water, probably snacking on some popcorn and watching some reality show and just minding my business. But I am here because I believe, and I, I chose a couple years ago to just give room to the Holy Spirit to do what he wants. So, I think that's also why I am not afraid to do what is considered bold because at the end of the day, I feel like if it flops, it's not on me. That's really how I look at it. I'm just like, okay, well, I just did what God told me to do. I put 
myself in it, my skills, blah, blah, blah. But, like, if it's not hitting the way it's supposed to hit, then, you know, it's not me. It's not my responsibility. I'm not going to go cry about it. I'm just going to be like, well, God, like, I told, I did what you told me to do. And then maybe at that point he'll tell me, okay, well, I, I just wanted you to try that because, whatever for the next season you just needed to work on that that, 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 that. so yeah i don't think you need to be a certain type of personality to have boldness because it's something that you cultivate it's something that you pray for it's something that you grow into it's something that you practice um so it's very much possible so i don't want anyone to think that because i hear that all the time it's actually so funny because that's one of like i think i get that question a lot it's like oh you know like you know, I always see you, you're so quiet, but, like, how come you're doing this, this, and that? Like, how did you do it? Like, why did you, how did you step out? And I'm just, like, I don't want to. I don't have time. I want to, like I said, watch The Real Housewives and chill. But because, you know, I have God in me and I care about my relationship with God and I love him as well. And I want to live a fulfilled life and, you know, fulfill my purpose. And I would be so sad if, like... 10 20 30 years down the line i'm like oh my god like you know i really should have done this in 2022 when i felt like it but i didn't do it because i i wasn't i was scared because fear is actually the opposite of boldness um i don't want to let fear control me i don't want to let fear control my life i don't want to let fear control my ambition i don't want to let fear control my purpose and what god has in store for me so just because I think like that and because I it's important for me to put God first like I'm not gonna let the fact that you know I'm calm and quiet to be um like a a hurdle for me to do what God has called me to do so no small but mighty that's what we're doing so this one says what's a lie in the body of christ you wish to bring light to first of all it is very very pretentious of me to want to bring light to anything because who am i um but if i mean i understand the question i'm just i'm just being silly guys but i understand what the person was asking and i think for me it would be exactly what we're doing now and exactly what i've been saying for so many episodes but it's there's not one way to do things i think that like is trapping and stopping a lot of people from actually being who god had told them to be because either for lack of representation or from like a belief that was developed um based on like what they've been used to seeing around i feel like you can walk into some places and feel like you've seen clones because everybody dresses the same everybody talks the same everybody prays the same everybody does everything the same and it creates so much not only competition but insecurities um in the body of christ i really should not be there i'm gonna use a very silly example yeah so a couple weeks ago i was talking to one of my friends and she's such a a great woman she's such a prayer warrior like yo when this girl prays like i want to pray with her um but i was saying like you know like i i pray you know when i'm in my room like i have you know my quiet time and i have a way that I, I connect most most with God and how I communicate with God. But I was telling her how, like, you know, sometimes, like, earlier this year, at least throughout the year, I developed this weird thing where it was like, okay, like, when I would get in public and it was time for me to, like, pray in front of people, I would feel very self-conscious because I was like, oh, you know, like, my prayer doesn't sound like this person's. My prayer doesn't sound like this person. Like, and then, like, in my head, I would be like, oh, you know, like, am I even reaching heaven? Is God, like, all those thoughts would be going on when, like, 
I know I pray. Like, I know I have the ability to. I know I can hear God. I know that God speaks to me. I know God hears me. So what was that weird thing? And I think it just comes from that culture of, like, feeling the pressure of what is glorified. Um, And that exists in everything else. Um, And I think we just brought that into the church. And so sometimes it's hard for us to celebrate our differences. Um, And that's what I was telling her. I was like, you know, I think... And she agreed with me, but I was just saying, I think we all need to like understand and acknowledge our strengths to be able to walk in it. So the way I don't know if every church is like that, but at least like what I see a lot of times, like if there's a night where it's just like, oh, grab, grab prayer, just welfare, there's specific people that you have in mind that you're going to call to pray in that sense. But also notice that even when. I don't know. I don't know if that's how it is everywhere. But from what I've observed in a lot of places, it's like that. Like, even in terms of, like, praise and worship, like, you know, when you think about who does praise at your church, you have somebody in mind. And who does worship, you have people in mind. So people have different graces. But it doesn't mean that, like, one is more powerful than the other. It's just that they are graced in a different way. Um, If you look at the Bible, even the relationship that people have with God, it's different. The way God spoke to elijah is not the way he spoke to mary the mother of jesus and it's not the way he spoke to sarah um i always find it very interesting that sarah laughed like god made her a promise and she laughed and god didn't mind her he was like yeah i'm still gonna bless you that was her relationship with god she could laugh but somebody else kind of disobeyed and he ended up in the belly of the whale so you have to be able to understand like your relationship with god how you pray and what's most effective for you i always say that when you're standing in front of God, stand in your truth. There's a time and place for everything. I'm not saying by any means that like you shouldn't, you know, go into warfare when you need or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. There's a time and place for everything. But I'm just saying that you can try to imitate what you see, thinking that that's power because it's not. The reason why it's powerful to you is because that person is doing what they've been graced to do. The reason why it's working for you in that moment, it's because they are doing what they've been graced to do. So you also have to understand what works for you. How do you relate most to God? Like, how do you talk to God? Like, what is that routine that you have? And then based off on that, you can also try to grow in different areas without trying to imitate what other people are doing. So I really do think that, um, yeah, just really just embracing differences and accepting that, like, There's not a group of people that God likes more. He hears more than others. There's people. Have you seen those like old people with that ancient oil? And they're just standing and they'll just walk by you and people are flying. They're not even doing jumping, jumping, nothing. Because that's like they cultivated something deeper. And imagine they were out here thinking that, okay, well, you know, nowadays the young people, they pray a certain way. So I need to get on that. It's just going to, it's not going to, it's not going to flow. It's going to be like, what is this old man doing? Like, you know, go sit down somewhere. So I think we really have to understand that. Um, I know that a lot of elders or a lot of leaders even, sometimes you'll just talk to them about a situation and you expect them to, you know, pray some type of prayer for you. But they'll just say like, oh, it is well, don't worry, you go. And then a couple of weeks later, you see that your situation is solved. So, yes, when it comes to the body of Christ, I think we just need to understand our secret place. We need to understand our grace. We need to understand how we connect with God the most and we need to magnify that and we need to be okay with understanding that like it's different for everyone and 
I think we need to magnify each other's strengths. Like if you have someone, yo, there's some, and I, I'm just using prayer, but it could be anything else. But there's some women, let's say like you have like an issue or like you have a pressing matter and like you go to this person and you're like, pray with me. The prayer of that woman, the way she'll pray because like she has God's ear, it might not even be crazy. It might just be like a very quiet prayer, but it might be just like you know, a prayer from her womb. Like you're such like something in you will happen. Like there's just like those graces um that I observe from like so so many people. So I think we should start like, you know, celebrating the different graces that we have, um, even if it's not what's hot or popular at the moment. Another thing that I want to touch on also is just, it's related to what I've been saying, but another big thing I think in the body of Christ is appearances. I think we're attracted to what shines a lot of times. Um, and I understand like we live in an Instagram generation and I would be a hypocrite to say that I don't care about how things look because, (laughs) (laughs) I do but I think I always try to remind myself that like you need to see beyond that because that it's not what's important I could I don't know I could lose all my hair tomorrow God forbid God forbid God forbid but there's wigs though but still you know a lot can happen I can I don't know for some reason I won't be able to I I know people who fell sick and they weren't able to wear like their jeans or heels you know or even you know let me use this example my best friend last year she broke her ankle she wasn't able to wear heels you know for a couple weeks but like imagine like her identity was just in like oh you know how I look I need to look this way like that would be a moment for her where she would like grow further away or she would um not be as close to God as she usually would be because like appearance. So I think we also just have to be mindful of like, I don't want to say that not everything that shines is not gold because then we're getting into another conversation. But like, I just want to say that we just need to learn how to look beyond appearances and not just be attracted to something or someone or a certain prayer style, a certain ministry, just because it shines, it's cool. It's, it's nice. It flows. Like we need to look beyond that. And I think that's like a responsibility that we as a generation need, need to do and need to be really mindful of because, Otherwise, that's why people are confused, and I don't think there's there should be room for that. Confused and secure, what's my calling? Where am I supposed to go? Oh, I feel like I'm called to preach, but like I don't look like the preachers that I see. Like it's just too much confusion. So let's just let's just break it down and just you know focus on what's important. So that's what I would say is my burden. Like I'm tired of it. Like I'm sick and tired. And I think it's also why maybe it's the rebel in me whatever but i think oh that's also why like i'm so keen on like growing into myself and being that exactly and i don't care if like i come tomorrow and i discover another side of me and i walk in that and people are like oh i never know that you had that in you i'll be like yes i have that in me because i discovered it and i talked to jesus and he said that's who i am so i'm gonna be that to the fullest and i don't care what you're saying and i know it's not easy you know it sounds fun and everything like yeah identity in christ blah 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 but like I make it a point in my life to just definitely walk in my truth. And if I walk into a room and I want to be quiet because that's how I want to be that day, I will be it. I will be exactly that because that is who I am. And not to the point of like, I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying, you know, don't have social skills and like, just, you know, just be rude. I'm just saying you have to be able to walk in your truth. You can't be one person here and then the other day you're somebody else because 
imagine you have to be somebody different every time you walk into a room with a group of different people that how is that gonna work like you're gonna develop mental illness at that point because you just don't even know who you are at, at the end of the day but if you have an understanding of who you are and if you can walk into that like in every room you won't even be afraid because you know that like i am walking in the fullness of who i am and who god says i am so yeah that's like a big burden of mine and i'm so decided to like not only work on it on a personal level but also just like bring it to others as well and like just talk about it with others because and that's why kingdom chronicles is here because we want to shed light on like differences like bro, the way you listen to the episodes i'm sure you have but like the conversation that i had with the amazing stephanie last week and the conversation that i had with wendu two different women they're also really great friends in life actually like um they they know each other they're really great friends but you saw like you know, different personalities, different graces, and it was so beautiful. And imagine Stephanie was trying to be like Wendu and Wendu was trying to, like, it just, I probably would have just been like, yeah, okay, well, that was nice talking to you. But no, the reason why it was so great was because they just brought their full selves, selves to the table, and it was so, 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 so good and such a blessing. So I want you to be a blessing. I want to be a blessing. So you should just, you know, embrace who you are and just walk in that, I think, is the most important thing. So no more of that you know popularity high school business and the church i don't want to see that i'm me i'm here and i occupy my space and it is what it is next question so we have what is a difficulty or complex that you're still working on so i think the person who wrote this is french but basically they just meant like what are you still working on like on yourself um there's a lot that i'm still working on a lot a lot a lot but I think in this season, um, one thing that I am more intentional about, which is very funny because that's what um, we were talking about today at church, is um, gratitude, like being content and happy with what you have um, and being present. I think because I am prone to think of the future or maybe even worry about the future or just because I'm a planner and I'm like, I'm always thinking ahead. I'm always thinking about the future. I'm always, if something happens today, I'm already thinking like, okay, like how is it going to affect me tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. So like I tend to like miss the moments that I live in right now or something good would happen to me and I'll just be like, okay, well, this is good, but next steps, like what are we doing next? So I'm always like on the move, like trying to like anticipate or like figure out what could happen. Always like, creating different scenarios like so i'm never present i'm never like in the moment i'm always trying to like basically just think ahead and think of like what could be what could not be how what when where and it gets exhausting and so i think this year especially end of this year um i'm really working on just being present being grateful and expressing that gratitude like it has been a year. It's been 12 months. Um, I know we still have a couple days to go um, until we transition to the next year. But God has been so, so, so good. And even if you went through a tough year, there's still one thing that God did that you can say thank you for. Um, and so I think that's what I'm learning to do. It's just to like sit down, be present look around and actually like appreciate what's around me and not focus on like what I don't have or what I don't yet have and I think this is something or there's something that I've learned in a prior season of my life where it was a bit harder 
I've learned that like even if everything is falling apart, I'm gonna still find something. I'm gonna be intentional about praising him. And so I remember sometimes like I would sit, I you know, I was in a very I was different place, different apartment, different everything. And then I would just be like, Oh well, you know, I would go outside and it was cold and then I'll be like, God, you know what? I thank you that I have a roof over my head because I don't have to like go home and be cold or like thank you that I have clothes. Thank you that, you know, I don't wake up to bad news. Thank you that I can talk to my parents and I can call my mom whenever I want and annoy her. Like those little things, like I became more and more intentional about like thanking God because although I I don't have what I want or what I thought I would have by now or whatever, there's still a lot of things that I don't want to take for granted. Um, And so I feel like this year, this is something that I am again being intentional about doing it's just like hey you know like i don't know what's happening in 2024 i don't know 2025 i don't i don't know anything but you know what god i thank you for what is here now i thank you for what you've done even you know throughout the last year um i thank you for the battles you brought us through i thank you for keeping my mind safe i thank you for keeping my friends i thank you for the blessings in my friends lives like just really being intentional about that another thing is just letting go of control um i think i've shared this actually on my on the first episode of this season but just like I really walked into this year and God put me in a position where I had like no other choice but like to watch him. It wasn't even a trust thing. It was just literally like I was in a position where I wasn't an active actor of like what was happening in my life. So I literally was put in a position where I had to like sit back and watch God like work things out for me without intervening, without like taking it on my own. And like, if you know me, that's kind of hard because I want to be involved. Like, I want to know what's going on. Like, you're going to put me in that because I need to know. Um, Some people think I'm nosy. I don't think so. But... but no like I just want to know what's going on I want to be in the know like what's going on when it concerns me if it doesn't concern me I don't need to know but like um so yeah so I think I just had to learn how to like let go of that control and like have an understanding that God is good and everything he does is good and it will be good so I have to be able to like if I say I trust him and I'm his child and that you know God is gonna work it out all things work together for my good I can't be afraid to not do something because it's almost like I'm saying, well, unless I do it or unless I oversee it, this is not going to go well. So I need to like be involved. God, like you need to let me know. We need to have meetings. I need check-ins. Like you need to let me know what's going on so I can have peace. And it was really hard at first because like, you know, I would ask God, I would be like, oh, what's going on? What should I do? And he'll just be like, I got it you don't need to do anything and I was like what do you mean like I don't need to do anything I want to do something I want to feel like I'm doing something I want to feel like you know I'm being a responsible adult and I'm doing something but if I look back and like um from January up until now like God has really been faithful and he's orchestrated so many moments in my life this year I really had no idea how the year was gonna end I just knew that it was probably gonna be good I just didn't know how um so that that is also one thing moving forward that like I, I I am learning and I'm keeping in mind. Sure, maybe there's a situation in life next year where God is going to like actively ask me to do something. But for the moments where I can do something, I'm not I am learning not to like stress about it or be anxious because I can't be anxious when I know God is handling my matter. Like that doesn't really make sense. There's a song I was listening to today that says, why should I worry 
if God is not worried. So that is also a mindset. But more than like just my relationship with God, I also want to bring it into my relationship with human beings. Where it's like I also have to learn how to like maybe not trust men as much as you trust God. But like at least just like I need to learn how to let the people around me do what they're there to do because if you have a brother you have a friend you have a partner who are there for a purpose in your life if you're not giving them room to be who they are supposed to be in your life then what's the point of them being around you like you're missing out on so much um and you're taming them from actually doing what they were placed in your life to do so that is also something that i took this year and that i am learning what else am i working on i am working on so much if you want you know just more practical example i'm working on my public speaking i am working on my time management um chips or relationship with god or just even just with you yourself i think there's like things i can be done to just for you to have a good experience so yeah that's kind of like what i'm working on i want to know what you're working on so we're going to end on this note because i've been talking for 40 minutes y'all so you tell me what have you been working on how has life been what have you been up to give me the tea what should we talk about next that's what i want to know because i'm tired and i'm gonna be quiet now so it was nice talking to y'all can't wait to hear from you but until next time take care